0: Trinity Central. We exist to make God central to our lives and our world. You are listening to a recording of one of our Sunday messages. For more information, please go to trinitycentral.org. It's wonderful to see Joe Crummy, ardent Canadians fan, wearing a Canucks jersey. I said to him, uh, uh, maybe this is prophetic. Maybe God's calling you to move to Vancouver and join us. And uh, he said, Well, I don't think so, but you can pray. So uh, I'd encourage you all to pray for Joe Crummy that uh, this uh, connection with the Canucks would increase and uh, that God would do mighty things in and through him. So, uh, you know, it's just so wonderful to get to this place and to be in this moment. Uh, to hear the stories that have been shared and I know there are others who wanted to share this morning who haven't even got in. And, uh, and if, if you wanted to share this morning and you haven't managed to share, I'd love to just encourage you, um, just do a little video of yourself and post it up in the Hub. Uh, just, you know, so it's just, I, I, I can't tell you how much it means. to hear these stories and to see what God has done. And so uh, we feel just such a, such a sense of privilege that we can be part of what God has done here. And that we can be part of your lives. And that we know that God has such purpose and take such pleasure in what he's doing. So, happy 10th birthday, 20th Central. It's so amazing to celebrate this together. Yeah. And I kind of want to say, happy 10th anniversary, Jesus. (laughs) Because you're the one who started this whole thing, you're the one who called us, you're the one who put us all together, you're the one who's done this, and uh, it's just so joyful, it's so wonderful. We, uh, I've often used this analogy that we're, we're 10 years old today, and I, I think all the kids are out, so I don't think we've got any 10-year-olds in the room at the moment, do we? we do we have a 10-year-old in the room? Is there a 10-year-old at the back there? A genuine 10-year-old? Okay, come on down for a second. Come on down, I want. I need your help. Come on, Gideon. Okay, come on up here. Yeah. Gideon, this is a 10-year-old. Actually, you're 10 as well. Come on, here are two 10-year-olds. And one 20-year-old, yes, 21-year-old actually Um, And uh, this this is such a great... You guys are how old we are You guys were born at the same time as Trinity Central was born And uh, you're both healthy Yeah Would you consider yourselves mature? (laughs) That was a great response But you're full of energy, are you? Yeah, yeah Asher, you're full of energy. <laughs> this is this is this is just an expression of who we are or where we are at on our journey right now, guys. Thank you so much, and just give us a burst of energy as you run up that that aisle uh, oh, back to uh... go, Asher. <laughs> yeah. That's what we are right now, we're not very mature, we, we, we haven't got it all together. Uh, I I, I think it was like a theme coming through the stories. Yeah, we're not perfect. Yeah, we're not... You know, there are lots of kinks and wrinkles and things that still need to be sorted out. We're not very wise. We're not very mature. But there is energy here. uh, And and for those of you who are young parents who have had young kids over the last uh, 10 years, you may not be feeling full of energy right now. You may not be feeling, yes, give us another project to take on. Um, But I think God is... Building these things in us, and even as we come this morning, you know, I just wanted to show you a picture. Actually, this is uh, this is part of my celebration. This was us arriving in Canada in 2011 uh, with our two kids, and uh, uh, obviously, I was only 11 at that point. but uh, just, just so grateful for the faithfulness of God I remember coming, uh, arriving in Vancouver And this realisation hit me uh, Just a few weeks ago I was in staff meetings I was in a big church We were worshipping together And now there is nothing Now there is literally no one and, uh, and, and now I look around the room and I think, praise God, look at what he has done. And uh, I, I just, just a sense that, you know, when we moved here, we dreamed of a church where people would encounter Jesus. That's, what, that, that's our biggest passion. That people would encounter Jesus among us and find his grace. I love Lindsay's story. Uh, there is now, therefore, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. It's Jesus who makes the difference. It's Jesus that we're passionate about. It's Jesus who's changed our lives. It's Jesus who calls us. It's Jesus who brings us into this, this, uh, this journey. It's Jesus who delivers us from evil. It's Jesus who puts purpose in our hearts and meaning in our lives. It's Jesus who changes us. And it's Jesus who takes us into eternity. And we're here for Jesus. And my heart overflows with rejoicing and gratitude to Jesus for what he has done and for the sense that his name is exalted over us. So we, we long for a church where people would grow in joy and freedom in their relationship with the Father as they began to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we've seen people filled with the Spirit and, and beginning to hear from God and, and speaking out things and praying for people and seeing things happen as they pray. We prayed that people would find community. We had a prophetic word about the church being a little bit like our living room, that it would be a comfortable place, it would be a family place. And it's just so thrilling to hear people come up one after another and use the word family, because it's like, yes, God, you've honoured what you spoke over us, that people would find deep, true friendship. Uh, and, And let me say this, if you're lonely in the church... I want to pray that you will find friendship and family. And I want to encourage you to go after friendship and family. Reach out, go after people, build that friendship and that family. Friendship and family doesn't just happen, it's built. And we've invested in one another's lives, and let's keep doing that over the next 10 years. We prayed that people would mature in their faith and be trained to love and to lead others. And we've seen wonderful leaders emerge among us, and uh, it's so, we're so grateful for, uh, for the way that you honoured us this morning, uh, and I also want to say there are many others among us, who've carried the load, who've served their guts out, who've who've, uh, sacrificed loads in order to see this happen. There are people serving right now, there are people leading in all kinds of different ways, and I salute you, I honour you, I thank you, uh, and I say, uh, let's let's keep doing this, let's keep growing in leadership, let's keep taking responsibility, let's keep moving forward. We prayed that we would get to see uh, people uh, encountering Jesus and becoming Christians. We prayed that we would see the, the disadvantaged and the outcast cared for. We prayed that we would see new churches planted here and uh, in other places in this province, this nation uh, and the nations. And God is beginning to do it. Hallelujah. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things this morning. But you know what, in, this morning I really had this sense... Um, uh, as, in fact, it's been with me all this, this week, and uh, Nick, I'm going to skip a few slides, because I, I just want to change the beginning of what I was going to say. I have had this sense of how Israel arrived at Kadesh Barnea. And when Israel arrived at Kadesh Barnea, it was this moment where they were going to go in and inherit the promised land that God had for them. And there was a sense of God calling faith out of the people. And, and what happened in that moment, they were about nine months out of Egypt, Nine months of crossing the wilderness and coming to this moment where they, they sent 12 spies into the land and they, they spied out the land. And, and 10 of the spies came back and said, God is with us, we can do this. Uh, sorry, two of the spies came back and said that. 10 of the spies came back and they said, The people are like giants. We cannot do this. It is impossible. We will be slaughtered if we go into that land. Their cities are impressive and incredible. There's no way we can take this place. They brought a bad report. And the people began to fear. And instead of fear, the people pulled back. And the two, Joshua and Caleb, said, Come on, God is with us. God will fight for us. We must go in. But the people shrank back. And the writer to the Hebrews says, when the the Lord speaks to you, do not shrink back. Do not come into disobedience. It's interesting to me that the opposite of faith is disobedience. God doesn't say, oh, you don't have enough faith. Oh, well, that's okay. No, he says, come on, I'm with you. I want to bring you in. And folk, I felt this week That God wants to challenge our faith. That he wants to build something in us. That we would go in and possess. That God has promises written over our lives. And it's easy for us to say, oh, it's taking longer than we thought. Oh, uh, we're not seeing it as we imagined it. And to begin to back off. I liked what Emma said just now. That sometimes it doesn't look like you think it's going to look like. But God is with us. And if we will be full of faith, not just faithful, uh, faithful in the sense of persevering, but I believe God wants to call us to being full of faith. That we would believe God, that when he says, when he makes these promises, you know, one of the promises he made to us was that we would see an army of worshippers. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? He also said he, he wouldn't give us a spirit of timidity. Yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah. Do you believe he will give us an army of worshippers? Yeah. We had a prophetic word about every seat in this room. that God had written the name on the back of it. You look around this room right now and there are many empty seats. God wants to multiply us. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe God has many people in this city right now who don't know Jesus? That he wants to save? That he wants to bring into his kingdom? That he wants to turn their lives inside out? That he wants to make them uh, soul winners? That he wants them to become disciples who then go on to make disciples? Do you believe that? Do, Do you believe a church? Hey, let's not be timid. Let's be full of faith. Let's step into these things. God has something for us. And as we celebrate 10 years, we're not just looking back. We're looking forward. Just before Christmas, we read these words. And behold, to Mary, the angel says, You will conceive at your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Jesus is building a kingdom that is advancing, that is growing and we are part of that. And there is something that God wants to catch us up in afresh today about faith, about seeing God move in power and move move us forward into the things of God's heart Luke 19 verse 10 Jesus said for the son of man speaking by himself came to seek and to save the lost you were lost I was lost we were broken in our sin. We did not have a hope, but Jesus Christ pursued us. Jesus Christ sowed the seed of the gospel into our hearts and it began to take root and it began to flourish and we came to faith. Our blind eyes were opened. We began to see him in his goodness and his glory. Our souls came alive to him. We began to sing about his goodness and praise him for his mighty act. Uh, uh, we came into obedience before him. We were baptized in to his name, we came into his family, and God is saying I want to do it again and again and again and again and again. This is my destiny for you. Can I get an amen to that? As we look forward, our greatest passion uh, is to spread a passion for Jesus. That's actually why Trinity Central exists. We're that's why we exist here. It's to spread a passion for Jesus. How will we do that? We believe God has called us to multiply communities of spirit-empowered disciples who will wholeheartedly live out the gospel in every way and every part of their lives. And that means multiplying life groups. It means multiplying church plants. It means that God is, God is with us, church. God is doing something. He has called us to his kingdom. And so this morning, as we look forward, I want to kind of ground this big picture of what God is doing, of what God has done, of the faithfulness that we've seen of God, of this sense that God is calling us to go beyond ourselves and beyond what we've experienced before, to press into new uh, territory, to step into a place of faith and expectation for him. And I want to ground that in some specifics in this uh, coming year. Now, In June last year we did a mini-series around this theme. We are the people of God, in the presence of God, empowered for the mission of God, all for the glory of God. And I think this little sentence most helpfully captures the essence of who we are, why we are, and what we're about. We're the people of God, uh, in the presence of God empowered for the mission of God, all for the glory of God. So I'm going to break it down into these three things. The people of God, the presence of God, and the mission of God. That's where we're going this morning. And I'm going to be as quick as I can. So I'm going to move through these things pretty quickly, but stay with me as I go. The heart of our church is our life groups. They're there are, there are where we work out. How do, how do I grow in hearing God's voice? How do I build community with, and friendship with others? How do I grow? Where do I bring people who are lonely? The, that's, that's the heart of, of what we are. And, and as I consider these last 10 years, a rough estimate is that we have served, or, or, or that three, at, at least 3,000 meals have been eaten together by life groups. In this church, we have eaten together and celebrated Jesus and friendship around tables together. We've prayed for one another, we've laid on hands, and, and it's a time for us, I think, in this moment to recapture some of that charismatic life that Jesus has for us. That we're not just a people who talk, who discuss things, but we're a people who are vibrant with the Holy Spirit, expecting God to speak to us for one another, expecting that when we lay hands on one another, they will be healed, expecting that when we have challenges and a provision need in our lives that we will pray for one another and that we will see God move and that ultimately that God has also positioned us where we are in our communities in our workplaces that that he wants to meet He wants to encounter people that he has put us around and that through us the gospel will go and so we pray for one another God give, give this person favor. God give this person strength. God give this person courage to speak. <laughs> I hear one clap. Hey hey, we we, we wanna be we don't want to be timid today. We want to go after this. There's something God wants to turn us outward more, church. And and actually as part of that we want to uh, we want to make our life group smaller uh, because we believe that will help us be more outward focused, it also means that we can multiply more quickly and more easily uh, and uh, and so th- over this coming year, that's what we're looking at. I'm so excited. Today, we're going to be announcing two new life groups. Um, Kevin Bitterman, who's watching on the stream, uh, and Rochelle and uh, Ben Sampson, uh, leading two life groups starting this coming, this coming Wednesday, or this coming week at least. Um, and uh, we have a couple more life groups coming up. I uh, just want to encourage you, uh, if you know God's put a heart in you to parent others in the gospel, this is the time to step in to leading and serving others, raising up children I also just want to honour our leaders, our life group leaders, who through these two years, you know, the guys spoke about the elders leading through these two years, uh, and it has been a challenging, challenging season to lead through. Our life group leaders have kept this church on course, and, and it has just been amazing, and I count so, so much of a privilege to have worked with you life group leaders, uh, just to seen, have seen the way you have faithfully served people through challenges, through differing opinions, through the the process of having to lead in contexts that you never expected to lead in, leading through digital means. God has been with you and we are so grateful for you. In fact, if you're a life group leader or a core team member, could you just stand for a moment, or you have been over the last two years. Could you just stand? Come on, stand up. Stand up. Let's, yeah, we just honor you guys. We honor you. We honor you. Well done, and thank you. We so appreciate it. We so appreciate it. Okay. Secondly, so so people of God, number number one thing to talk about is life groups. I want to see that grow and develop over the next while. More leaders coming through, more groups multiplying. Second thing to say is uh, confluence. The New Testament knows nothing of independent believers. There's no such thing as a a person who is uh, saved into Christ but not saved into the church. The the New Testament speaks of us of being brought into God's family, into his household, and that's what the church is. But equally it actually doesn't know anything about churches that are independent. And uh, uh, there's a sense that God has always Add the church together. The, the New Testament speaks of the church three ways. Jesus does the first. The first is he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And he's talking about the global church. And now, the, 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 I will build my church across the nations, across every nation I will build it. Uh, and then he says, if you have a problem with a brother... Take it to the church. Now, he's not talking about the global church there, Uh, though sadly some people uh, uh, use social media as a platform for doing this. No, take it to the church. It's your local body. It's the people that we connect with. So, the global church and the local church. But what we see emerging through the whole of the New Testament then is churches working together. So both Paul and Peter refer to the churches that they work with. There is this this related body of churches, families of churches, working together, engaged together that God uh, draws together, that God plants, uh, and so these are all connected into apostolic ministry. And so uh, Peter was serving various churches and I guess he had something of a team and Paul was the same, uh, was serving various churches. There was something of a team that he was working with. And we believe that churches should be caught up in apostolic church families, that they should be working together, that there should be a sense of common mission and vision and encouragement. And... uh, while we were planting Trinity Central, New Frontiers was changing from a single family of churches around the world into multiple families. There was this multiplication happening. And uh, over, these, uh, par- over the first eight years of our lives, uh, we were so well served by the Christ Central team and Jeremy and Ann Simpkins, and we just praised God for them. Uh, they sowed so much into us. And over the last two, three years even, uh, we have increasingly felt A sense that uh, we we need to be more connected in a North American context, uh, serving together, planting churches together. And uh, over the past two years, in particular, we have been engaging and building relationship with the Confluence guys and talking uh, together as a church uh, about that at family meetings. And I'm just really, really thrilled. Uh, to say that we are going to be joining Confluence, uh, that in two weeks' time, Brian Mowry is going to fly up from St. Louis, uh, and uh, he's going to welcome us into the Confluence family of churches. Bo Noonan, who was up on the video there, uh, we've already uh, begun to just... such encouragement in terms of leaders, and we've had a long-term relationship already with those guys, and uh, I just sense that God is doing something in terms of this relationship that... We're really excited about and I think it will, it'll strengthen what we're doing here in Vancouver and beyond, but it'll also allow us to play a part in a bigger family broadly across the continent of North America. So we're really excited about that, and I think we will see when Brian comes. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do an evening for our leaders, uh, a cheese and wine evening. So if you're one of our leaders, and uh, I'm, I'm using that term very broadly at this moment in time, because it's just an evening to come and build a relationship, we'd love to invite you to come to that. Uh, so that's on the... Uh, the 19th of February, and uh, on the Sunday morning, the 20th of February, I'd love to encourage you please to prioritise being here as uh, Brian is with us and shares their heart and uh, welcomes us as a church family into Confluence. The third thing to talk about is in terms of this question of being people, the people of God, uh, is something that I think is going to uh, require a tremendous amount of faith from us as a church family. And that is a venue. In 2021, as we approached the gift day, we felt God say to us, I want you to begin to put money aside for a building, for a venue. Now, we must ask the question, why? If we believe that the church are the people, uh, and that the church is not a building, If that's what we believe, if that's our value system, if that's what we own, why would we sow potentially huge resources, millions of dollars, into a building? If our goal is to spread a passion for Jesus by multiplying communities of disciples who live out the gospel in everyday life, why would we spend money on brick and steel and glass? Well, over the past 10 years, we have functioned in many spaces. Uh, We've gathered together as a church family in the Wask Centre... Van City, the, the um, International Film Festival Theatre, now the Park Theatre, uh, to, to worship Jesus, to minister the Word of God, to pray for one another in the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've, we've used various venues for our Sunday meetings. But not only that, we, we rent the Montessori School for kids on a Sunday. We, we've gathered in the Roundhouse and rented other community centres to be able to pray, to do training and equipping of leaders. Our band has used rehearsal studios and offices uh, to rehearse and be prepared for Sunday mornings. Didn't they do so well this morning? so great well done guys just, just to say they had uh, the drummer drop out on, on, on Wednesday night because he was ill and then the bass player drop out this morning at 7.30 because he was ill and, uh, and, and, uh, and so they've really done so well coming and just leading us uh, with such faith this morning and and um, uh, yeah, just 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 grateful for people who serve like this, and for those who are, and th- for those who are unable to be here this morning because you're unwell. I just think of people like Doreen and Johnny and uh, Josh and uh, and others who I know are uh, unable to be with us today because they're ill. Thank you, Jesus, for those guys uh, and for the way you serve and, and are part of us. So we've functioned in many different spaces. We've even met outdoors when we found renting venues challenging. Uh, We've moved from home to home to home for our life groups. Uh, Every gathering that we have, in some sense, uses a venue, uses a building. Uh, And so increasingly, as time has gone on, we've begun to ask this question, what would God have for us as a church family? The church in Jerusalem met in Solomon's Colonnade to gather the whole church community. And then they met from house to house. Uh, Paul used the whole of Tyrannus in, in Ephesus to teach and to proclaim the gospel. Uh, and, uh, and so buildings are necessary for our church life. And uh, as we come, as I come to this this morning, you know, it's been so encouraging. Two people have come to me this morning specifically to encourage me about faith for a building. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I, uh, we had a prophetic word a number of years back about a, God giving us an armory. What, what's the significance of an armory? An armory is like the base of a regiment, a military unit. It's the place that you go out from and you come back into. It's the place where all your logistics are handled, your administration is done from. It's the place where you drill, where you equip and train your people. It's the place where your colours are stored in that sense. It's the place where you uh, store your weapons. Well, when we think about who we are, a people called to minister to our city, a people called to minister to Jesus, a people called to prayer people called to train and equip others, it seems like we need an armory. That's what we need. We need a, a space where we can do all these things. We need a space where we can minister, you, you know, we've begun to do the cap side of things, ministering to people struggling with debt. There's a, there are steps, there, there are, uh, we, we need space to be able to do some of these things uh, and take them to the next level. What could a building look like for us? Uh, in a city where a house costs millions of dollars, what would a house for Trinity Central look like? What would an armory look like? And maybe there are three different ways to look at this. The first is maybe uh, something of an initial step, which could even be a house. It could be a a space that we just do our administration and our rehearsals and our prayer meetings and our training of leaders and and, and some of our outward-focused ministry stuff from. Maybe that's where we start. Maybe it's a, a, a bit more than a house. Maybe there's a, a, a meeting space that could hold 75 to 100 people and, and we could actually pack it out for whole church prayer meetings uh, and things like that. Or maybe it could even be a space that, we could, that, that is multi-purpose for a Sunday where we could gather to worship, but also through the week where we can have mums and toddler groups and, and stuff where the community is welcomed into our space. Now that may be a multi-phase process for us, but I believe God is calling us to believe him for something. And one of the things that encourages me is hearing the stories of other churches in our city. Churches where it was impossible for them to buy, it was impossible for them to have uh, amazing spaces. And, And I think of churches now in this city that God has given incredible spaces to to function from. And I believe God wants to do the same for us. And so uh, as we come out of the gift day, we know that what we've taken up in the gift day uh, in terms of building fund is very small. Uh, but we want to believe God together. I want to ask you to believe with us that God will give us an armory. Are you in? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Wonderful. Let's go after it. Let's go after it. Second of all, presence of God. God has promised us that we'll be an army of worshippers. And in my mind, the highest value of an army of worshippers is the presence of God. We want to know God personally, deeply, intimately, powerfully, we want to experience His nearness, His power, His goodness, His glory. And we want our response back to Him to be passionate, uninhibited worship in which we experience God speaking to us, where we experience His power moving among us. That is at the very heart of Trinity Century. In fact, I would say there is no higher priority for us as a church than the presence of God. I'll say that again. There is no higher, there is no higher value or priority for us than the presence of God. Worship is even more important than mission because ultimately we live for God and not for people. And the goal of mission is more worship. And more people knowing God and more people experiencing His presence. And so our mission is caught up in our worship. And ultimately, actually, our worship is caught up in our mission. We gather to God in order to go, and we gather from going back to God. We call people to God. And our longing is that our church is not simply a wonderfully loving community, but it is a place of encounter, of presence, of God's voice being heard, of God's heart being shared, and of God's power being on display. That's what we want our Sundays to be characterized by. Our life groups to be characterized Our prayer meetings are one of the most dynamic things in church life. And I want to encourage you to be at the prayer meeting. It's a place of nourishment and nurture. So we put a high value on being in God's presence every Sunday and we want to build our life groups around God's presence. Now, here are just two things that we're going to be doing this year which I think really are focused around this question of the presence of God, growing in charismatic life, growing in the sense of the Holy Spirit. Number one, is the Virgo visit, Terry and Wendy, uh, founders of New Frontiers, visiting us in May and uh, and June. So excited for two weekends. First weekend we're going to have a day for our leaders, training and uh, encouragement. Uh, Second weekend we're going to do a spirit-filled church conference, which we're opening up to anyone in the city, anyone in the province who wants to come. Wouldn't it be awesome to see churches across this province, Filled with a commitment to experiencing the Holy Spirit moving week after week after week. We want to see that happen. And so I want to encourage you, invite your friends, invite people from other churches to come and hear Terry speak on the Spiritful Church. I believe it will change people's lives and it will change churches if people get hold of it. And of course, Terry will be serving us a couple of days during that. The other thing is First 2022. First Th- 2021, I think, was the best first we ever had. Just I, I, honestly, I do. I thought the, the presence of God among us, the sense of passion in worship, was just so amazing. And today, you can book into First 2022. The booking system has gone open this mor- Has has gone up this morning, and uh, I just want to encourage you prioritize it. Prioritise being there. Don't put other plans in place over that weekend. It is a core moment for us to gather together to the presence of God. Now, currently it's October 21 to 23. We are working hard with the venue. We know we can pull it off in October. Uh, There's enough indoor space to make it work. But we would love it in September. So if you would join us in praying that God would give us a weekend in September, the the camp are open to it, but currently they've got bookings and they don't know whether those bookings are going to come through or not. Would you join us in praying that God would give us a weekend in September uh, at, at, at first? Okay, third thing, the mission of God, and I'm trying to run really quickly through some of these things. Acts 18 verse 9, And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Be full of courage. Be full of faith. Come on, church. Don't be afraid. But go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. What's God doing? God is encouraging Paul. He's saying, listen, there are many who have not yet come to faith. I brought you to the city because I am doing something. And God has brought us to this city because there are many in this city that he wants to call in. He wants to bring in a mighty harvest. God has something for us. And I I just want to encourage you to begin to pray regularly for the seats in this venue, to pray that God will fill them, and particularly to pray that God will fill them with people who don't know him right now that they will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And not only that, but to invite and to encourage people in and and, and as life groups to pray for one another that our witness will be courageous and bold and full of faith in the community and in our offices and in our workplace. God wants to multiply us. Now there's two things as well that I want to just touch on in terms of mission. The first is the refugee side of things and... uh, I just want to say, we are so thrilled to have the Lara family with us. You guys, (laughs) you guys are amazing. You are an answer to our prayers. And we believe God's going to do much in you and through you in our church family in the years to come. And so we thank you for being part of us. We really do. And the second thing I want to do is we, we are praying, we're expecting that this year we will have an Iranian family and an Iranian young, uh, young, young man, a single guy, come to join us from Turkey. Come on in, kids. Come on in. Come on in. Come and sit with your parents. Come in. Uh, great. Come on in. Now, I'd love to just pop this photograph up uh, just, just so that you you know, so you can see. On the top left-hand side is Mikhail Fulna, who leads the work in Turkey, based in Yalava, but right across those three nations. Uh, On the top right-hand is Nagar, the daughter of the Moradi family, who are down in the middle left there. Uh, Nagar, we've been praying for, uh, that she would be able to come, that she will not be um, uh, deported from Turkey back to Iran. And um, and then on the right-hand side below Nagar is is uh, Rasam, the, the, the lady in the centre, was interpreting on this call for us. Um, and uh, just, I just want to give you a little update of how God is moving in this. This is from Nagar uh, this last week as we were saying to her, how did the court case go? This is what she wrote. She said, I went to court, I went to my court... Everything went well and I could defend and speak against all the claims which Turkish immigration, the Turkish Immigration Office had made against me in, and I was able to do it in Turkish. The Immigration Office repeated their claims that they said they were not aware... Uh, sorry. The Immigration Office repeated their claims but they said that they were not aware of what I mentioned in court. So one point to me there, smiley face. However, at the end they asked the judge that they would reject my claim again. And I asked that I only need about one year to stay in Turkey until my Canadian sponsorship process finishes. That's the sponsorship process with us. Totally, I could show them why their claims were not true with some documents and reasoning. If they want to think and make decisions according to today's court, I may win because it went really well. But usually in Iran or Turkey, the court result is the order from above. Like, give all the Christian foreigners a negative result. If it is like this right now, they don't even look at the papers. I am not sure how they are processing the courts these days. Only God knows. From a spiritual point of view, it was amazing. God was with me and I felt his presence with me. I was fine during the court time and I was not stressed. No matter what the result is, it was a great experience for me because I could be confident and could learn even if no one is with me. If my lawyer doesn't come, God is with me and his presence is more than enough for me. He filled me with his courage and I was so confident there. During the hour I was there, no foreigners entered the courtrooms, only their lawyers were going, since many foreigners are afraid of the court and the Turkish officials. I was the only one entering the court without my lawyer because God is great and he is with me. Hey, isn't, that, isn't that inspiring? Isn't that inspiring? We want to pray that Nagar and the rest of her family and that Rasam are able to join us this year and that we will see Trinity Central become a home to them as well. Very briefly, we talked about church plants, uh, or rather, we saw John and Kate and Daniel and Sarah. Uh, we're believing God that He will continue to prosper those two plants. Darren, where are you? Come on up quickly. Uh, I just want Darren to mention steps. Um, and then Ben and Rochelle are going to talk about kids. Uh, and then we're going to finish and we're going to share some coffee and we're going to share some cake. And we've got a slide presentation uh, for you of just some memories. So, um, Darren and Elaine, I just want to commend these guys. Come on up. They uh, they led. They've led the steps course over the last two uh, last year and a half, I guess, last year last year, pioneering it here in, uh, in Vancouver with us. I, it's been outstanding. Some of the stories I've heard are just awesome. Uh, and so Darren, just give us a quick update.
1: Hold on a second. Have we got the... On. You're, on. You're on? I'm on. Thank okay. You. All right, let's take it one time. Morning, Trinity Central. Um, my name is Darren, and together with my wife, Elaine, we lead the STEPS course here in Vancouver. And we've only been a part of this church for two of your wonderful 10 years, and we're so grateful for you being our family and community here, especially since we moved to Canada in, in the middle of the pandemic. Um, we're also really grateful for the support and trust given to Elaine and myself to lead and run STEPS um, in the last year, and we're so encouraged by those who have journeyed with us um, in in that course. So in our current reading series, Reese, James and Ben have touched and taught on topics of sanctification, forgiveness, healing and cultivating um, new life patterns. So I'm wondering if these have touched your heart and if you're looking um, at ways of seeking freedom from unhelpful patterns of thought and behavior that Um, we'd love for you to find out more about STEPS. So Elaine and I will be hosting some introduction and information sessions towards the end of the month. And in the meantime, just keep an eye out on your emails, on our website, and in the Trinity Central Facebook hub. Or come have a chat with us after the service. Uh, We'd love to have you there. Thank you again for your encouragement, and God bless you for the next 10 years. Woo! Right, Ben and Rochelle
0: where's Rochelle there she is haven't these guys done an incredible job hey haven't they just done and their team if you're come on come on in come on in if if you're if you're in the kids team could you just stand for a moment come on if you're serving the kids be bold be bold come on stand up alright let's just salute these and, and thank these guys for their hard work Good to see you guys
1: okay instead of hearing from us right away we thought we'd throw a little bit of media at you to get you a little excited about